not a product, it's a technology. It's an education challenge. A regenerative suspension. There will be a growing demand for industrial photovoltaics. Tom Tiger. Innovation in the financing space. The high-speed train is in all our interests. All political lines. Australia is a solar paradise. The market is moving much faster than that. You've got something that's transformational. Solar window in a can. Beyond Zero. Global warming science, solutions and action. Taking it to a do-it-yourself level. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Beyond Zero show, recorded in the studios of 3CR Melbourne and syndicated around Australia on the Community Radio Network. It is also podcast on the internet at bze.org.au and 3cr.org.au and whatever podcasting app you choose to use. You can also follow us on Twitter at BZE Tech Show. My name is Kay and my co-host today is Mike. Today we'll be talking with Ian Hamilton who will be telling us about the e-shower. He is the founder of Alkaway, Australia's original water ioniser company. He is the inventor of the world's first all-natural activated hydrogen water filter system. He also manages marketing of the amazing e-shower along with inventor Richard West. Welcome Ian, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Kay. Can you tell us a little bit about how you first became interested in the solar and renewable energy industry? Well, being a child of the 70s, I guess, it was all a part of the process, wasn't it? You know, we wanted something alternative, and I, I remember my first house that I built here in Byron Bay on my five-acre block, which in those days I bought for $15,000, and of course it had to have solar. And then I realised that there were too many trees around the house, and something had to go, and from that point on it became really a journey in every way. I was so interested in, in ways of saving energy, and... and Right from that time, I've always been, I guess, one of those uh, armchair experts. <laughs> <laughs> so how far back was that? Oh, golly, let me think. Um, 1965, thereabouts, yeah. Wow, very yeah, early. I'm, well, I'm 58 going on 59, so yeah, that'd be about right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got to Byron Bay when the only the biggest thing that happened was a, was a, um, a fight in the top pub. <laughs> oh, you mean there, were, these days. There, there was more than one pub, though? <laughs> no, uh, yes, there was, but the other one you didn't go in because they just scowled at you too much. <laughs> you went to Byron Bay before Nimbin, didn't you? I did, I did, that's right, yes. Uh, Graham Dunson, uh, the Nimbin pioneer, is an old friend of mine. Mm. Um, yeah, met him in India, actually, funnily enough. Yeah. Well, our younger listeners probably don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, my fault, my fault. <laughs> Okay, Ian, the e-shower. What are the benefits of the e-shower compared to other water-saving shower heads? Oh, it works better, for a start. (laughs) Um, It's got to be better if you're going to put something out. But, you know, I had a history of water-saving shower heads and I dumped most of them because they they either hit you like needles or they dribble or you turn it up and it won't turn up because the technologies weren't up to it. It was really funny because I went round to the local Reese Plumbing and I said, you know, what have you got in water savers? He said, I've got this and that and the other thing. He said, but I can get rid of the water saving part for you when you buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mate, it's just a little plastic thing in there and, and when you when you turn it on hard, it blocks the water. He says, but it's a real bugger. Nobody likes it, so I, I rip it out when I sell it. I said, oh, okay. So, you know, people were really saying, they are voting with this, but it's kind of a... You know, the shower is a very personal thing and you love it. Mm. You know, people actually, <laughs> or you don't. Or you don't, that's mm. right. And you don't if you've got uh, one of those water-saving things, you know, because they just don't do it. So when I met Richard 
and uh, listened to his story and saw how he'd done it. And he's using um, the technology of Professor Giovanni Battista Venturi from uh, mm-hmm. Italy, about 200 years old. And, and he pulls in a jet of air and turbulates the water hugely inside this little shower head. Then it comes out as water-coated bubbles. Instead of water droplets, you're getting bubbles hitting you. So you're getting the same effect, you know, because, you know, you think about it, over thousands of years, the peak experience for us is to be able to find a waterfall. And, and we go to the edge of the waterfall and it's all misty and so forth. And, but we want to get under the waterfall and we want to feel it. You know? So we all love the, the feel of the water on our bodies. So any water saver that doesn't do that, you go, oh, that's not very mm. good. You know? So we were so amazed because we just you know, pulled off the old shower head, put this on and bang, it was good. So Richard did some marvellous work. He's also... Um, a Victor Schauberger follower, and I don't know if you're up with Schauberger's water technologies, but they're quite amazing because Schauberger also was into the turbulence and spiralling of water. But one of the things that came out of all of that research was very, very important, and it's related to, well, all of America just about has got hard water that's high calcium water. Most of Europe's got high calcium water. South Australia, Western Australia, Northern Territory, all high calcium water. If you have high calcium water, you run your shower, you turn it off, and while the water sits there, the calcium will stick to the metal. Okay. Hmm. Yep. Now, what that does is, of course, it eventually blocks it up, and then you've got to come in and pull it off and put it into uh, some nasty chemical to get it off. What we found was that doing that technology, the calcium in its extremely turbulent state turns into another form of calcium called aragonite. Now, aragonite is a non-ionic calcium. In other words, it doesn't stick to things. So not only does it not stick to the shower head, but it also gets rid of calcium that might already be on the shower head. So pretty amazing. And and, uh, that happened because Richard installed about 40 of them at an army base right out west, which was a terrific test, you know, uh, because it was used every day and then left for a long time. And it's when they're left that you have this calcium problem. No problem whatsoever. The army was over the moon. He had it in mining camps, all all sorts of places. But he had his old friend, Alan, the engineer, making them one by one in the back shed. And, you know, they're quite, they're quite hard to make, and that's still our problem because it's it's a bit more expensive than the other shower filters. But when I started talking to people about why they liked it, one of the things I thought for the start, OK, well, it's going to be, you know, an urban experience, a good shower. Out in the country, you've got plenty of water. It doesn't matter so much, you know. Or we're in, uh, we're out in the country near Byron. We've got very big water tanks, and it doesn't matter, does it? Well, actually, it does because the less water you use, the more efficient your septic system works. Okay? Mm, yep. And if you've got a settlement trench out there, in many many cases, people's settlement trench gets overfilled with water, and it floods out, and it stinks, and carries on. So, water usage, even in a rural situation, is really important. And, of course, the other side of it is the less water you use in the house, the more water you've got for outside, for your garden and everything else. And, mm. You know, we love growing our stuff. We've only got an acre. Don't want any more these days. But it, it's, for me, it, it's, it's incredibly important. Yes, you've got to, you, in Melbourne there, you'll probably save about 680 bucks a year because it's not just the water, it's the electricity. And, and even on off-peak, you'll save that much. And I'm a sort of the philosophy that I don't understand why I would want to borrow money when I can save money. Mm, you know? Fair enough, I, too. I'm not really big on, on uh, 
borrowing. In fact, we ran our business for many, many, many years not borrowing and felt very good about it. It probably inhibited our expansion, but the point is it's you in charge. You're not beholden to someone else. Are you and saying... saving money at home, that's, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Are you saying, Ian, that the savings, the 70% savings are much greater than the other shower heads, the water-saving shower heads? Most of them, yes. That's correct, yeah. Uh-huh, okay. Yep. Now, you mentioned just before about the Venturi effect. Mm. So how does that Venturi technology work? Uh, old Professor Giovanni found that if you can have... Let's, let's take a water pipe, right? Let's say it's got thick walls. Now, what you'll do is you'll drill a hole at an angle to the flow of the water so that as the water rushes past, it sucks air into the water and, and create... And, and creates a, an air-water mix, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Venturi effect is also is another. It's also used in creating lift in aircraft, etc., etc. Yes. But in this particular one, it's actually turbulating the water and changing the form of the water. So you're saying that the air actually gets trapped inside the water then? Yes, yes, that's right. It sucks so much air, and this is why, I mean, Richard, you must have done a thousand iterations of it to get it right, you know, because the... The size of the holes are absolutely critical, the size of the venturi hole and the size of the output holes. And he just went on and on and on and on until he got what he wanted, which was good, strong flow with enough venturi effect, right, with the savings. And you mentioned before other other ones that do it. There are other ones that will get close to the savings, but they won't give the same effect as far as the shower. So because the air is trapped inside the water, when it hits Mm. your body, it actually feels like there's more water, is it? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very cool. <Yeah. laughs> Very cool. And the big test for people like you and my wife Cassie is the shower test. Oh, sorry, the shampoo test. And <laughs> you know, she Cassie's got a great mane of hair, and that's why she always hated water savers. And she'd often just uh, rinse her hair in the in the sink because she couldn't do it properly under a water saver shower. But this, no problems. Uh-huh. And these nano bubbles formed with this venturi effect. Is that yeah. right? So yeah. it's the nano bubbles that are the ones well, filled with Well, it's a trendy air. name for, for bubbles, really. Oh, you know, OK. Very tiny bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they are very tiny bubbles because it's, there's a, there are alternatives. Interestingly enough, we're on Kickstarter and there's another one came out a month before and it uses misting technology and they made a lot of noise about this marvellous misting technology, but it's not new at all. It's the, it's the other method of saving water, which is shower, and you use very, very, very fine holes in the shower head there's a number of problems with misting technology, which is your only alternative. Firstly, you don't get a, a good shower because it's, too, it's just like fog. Yeah, you're trying Secondly, to shower in the fog. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Secondly, it's, it'll fail on the shampoo test. Mm. And thirdly, this is a big one. Many people don't understand that you're in a, when you're in a shower recess, you're actually in a gas chamber mm. because chlorine is forced into your water. It stays in your water in your pipes but it gets out of your water by having enough surface area. So the more surface area you have with your water, the more release of chlorine. Now, chlorine is a carcinogen, right? And there's just dozens of scientists that have said, well, not a good idea having chlorinated showers. But, you know, people just, they don't even think about it. So you can imagine a misting shower increases the surface area of the the actual water many-fold. You get almost complete release of your chlorine. So... We always advocate anyway a shower filter because shower filter will take out your chlorine, your chloramines and your heavy metals and everything else. And uh, girls particularly again love it because they suddenly see that their skins are 100% better because they haven't had a chlorine shower. Uh, 
Yeah, sorry, go on. Does that mean that the chlorine doesn't get trapped in the air inside the the water bubble? Uh, You you still need a filter. Well, I I like a filter for the reasons of of particularly a better experience, particularly with, with your skin. That's why I like a filter anyway, right? Out on our block of land uh, in my oakum with the tank water, we don't need it, right? But people don't... I mean, the biggest organ you, of intake you've got in your body is your skin. So there you are in the shower, all your pores open, right? And, and your shower recess is full of chlorine, right? And the amount of chlorine that gets released is relative to the surface area of the, of the shower. Now, even an ordinary shower, you can smell the chlorine, okay? Mm. But when you get into a misting shower, and, and the, na- the nanobubbles are probably very similar, right, because they're actually using less water, so there's less surface area, but when you go over a misting shower, it's, it's highly accelerated the surface area of the water, so it's, it's facilitated the release of the chlorine from the water. A misting shower, also, it'll, it'll send mist, sort of, you know, fog uh, all over your, your uh, bathroom. You'll start to get mould mm. everywhere as well. Mm. So it's come and gone as a technology. It's nothing new. So that but means there's the less cleaning. concept is. Does that mean there's less cleaning in the shower with your technology? It I'd be does, excited to hear that. Yes, <laughs> it does. Yes. Um, the, the Department of Defence, who sent uh, Richard their, their report on it, said that, that that was so, that it fulfilled all of their green criteria, including cleaning, yeah, because that aragonite form of the calcium is better in mm. terms of not sticking to your shower. Mm. You will find, and I, I can talk more about this, but... If you've got calcium in your water, you'll see that film on your on your glass, you know, and it's really hard to get off, and the best thing is vinegar. But that's calcium, right? So you've got two things happening. You've got your chlorine and you've got calcium. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're listening to so the Beyond... You so much about showers, did you? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Beyond Zero radio show. Our guest today is Ian Hamilton, who is discussing the amazing e-shower with us, and it really is a better mousetrap. Ian, the shower heads look quite unusual. Can you describe them and what they're made of to our listeners? Well, they're solid brass. They're one piece, and uh, it was funny because I, I was describing them to some tech bloggers overseas, and, you know, and they, they sort of can't... Because they've been brought up in the technical side where everything is computerised and, you know, um, CAD design, etc., etc., it was hard for them to understand that Richard had just, as an engineer, done it by hand, mm-hmm. and it was a back shed design. So being one piece, there's nothing at all that can go wrong. The only thing that could have gone wrong would would have been clogging up. It's only about two inches long. And you know our standard Aussie shower, you know, the round one mm. on, the, on the end of the arm? Yep. Well, you just take that off and put it on the end of the arm and that's it. Okay. And I understand there's a long-term guarantee for the units? 30 years. <laughs> so this uh, mean, one piece. I mean, it's a bit of a funny guarantee because what what can go wrong? Yeah, that, can go yeah, wrong. That, that's right. obviously flows from the one piece solid brass construction. Exactly. Yeah, it is not in the sense of what high tech today seems to be mean high complexity. It is not high complexity. It's mm. just really one guy described on on Kickstarter as just smart design. You know, mm. old fashioned smart engineering. Yeah, and. Richard's that sort of guy. He just keeps plugging yep. away until he got it right. Fantastic. And, and you've already said you can just replace your existing shower head. You can do that yourself. Yep. Okay. Yep. How expensive? Yep. Oh, it's expensive. It's about 160 Australian because every single one is made by hand. The drill holes are, are uh, done with a special jig. You know, it's not it's not your Chinese model. So it's about 160 dollars. Are you looking yep. at? But you know, you're going to save 840 thereabouts a year. Yeah. And are you looking at changing the manufacturing techniques? 
The only thing we're looking at doing is getting it made in America. Our invention that we made before this, which is the uh, hydrogen-rich water filter, uh, we get it made by a company called QMP in California. One thing we don't want to do is go to China. You know, we've had the China experience, mm. and you just can't control the quality. No. Uh, so when we are absolutely not going to do that, but we're not capable of producing enough. Alan, uh, the engineer, is 75 years of age, and he doesn't want to keep making them for some strange reason. <laughs> so the good thing about the factory in America is that uh, Freddie, the, uh, the managing director over there, I know well, I know what he's capable of, I know his quality, he's got a name in the industry. So that's, that's the way we have to go. Interesting enough, it's been very, very difficult to find anyone in Australia. Okay. Yeah. How are you marketing them? How are you targeting the marketing? Oh, we put up a Kickstarter campaign, which is a total learning experience. Kickstarter, in case listeners don't know, is, is a crowdfunding platform. If you just look up Kickstarter and eShow, you'll see it, where they let you put up a new idea or a prototype idea. People can pledge money for you to get the idea going. So our our campaign was to get enough to get the tooling, etc., done over in America and get it going there. So we're nearly there. We're nearly there. You know, we've got about 10 days to go. So, But, yeah, just Kickstarter, e-shower, and you'll find it. So at, at the moment, that's what we're doing. Richard would go around to motels, mm-hmm. and if they had a terrible shower, he'd tell them. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he said he used to carry a bucket because they would not believe when they saw it that it was saving showers. So he'd do, you know... Tell them, show them how long it took for the old the bucket to fill up with the old shower, mm-hmm. then the new shower, and then of course he would get sales from people who stayed at the motels. But he's never gone through the major um, big chains because you know if you go to the big big places, it is all made in China, mm-hmm. you know, and the discounting structure, etc. Oh, the margins does not they support want. small business. No. no, you just mentioned motels, and a lot of them have instantaneous hot water systems. Does the shower head work with those? With the very old ones, no. With the new ones, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. no problem. Yep. Why not the old ones, Ian? Oh, the old ones, they, you remember how, you, you, I don't know if you've had experience of an old one, it, it t- basically sort of turns on and it turns off and it takes a while to turn on and turn off. So mm-hmm. your pressure grading is all over the place. So that's fundamentally why they don't work with the old ones. Yep. Okay. But there's very few old ones left anyway. So where are they sold? How, how can our listeners buy them? Oh, you can get them from us, Alkaway, A-L-K-A-W-A-Y. Or if you want one at the very special price, go to Kickstarter now. You've got mm-hmm. about nine days left to get on Kickstarter and, and see it. You can see how it works. You've got videos, etc. there. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And th- you said there's special pricing there? There is a special well, early bird pricing, yes. For those yep. that contribute to the Kickstart, yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Or is that as part of buying that you're also contributing to the Kickstarter? You're doing both. Yeah. You're doing, it's the same thing, you know. Fundamentally, if you contribute to the Kickstarter, you are promised the e-shower. So, you know, but we use the money to get going over in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ian, we had our showerhead replaced as part of the um, government initiative. Yep. Are you looking at thing, doing the same sort of thing, to having governments promote your product as a water-saving I device? I think that's just finishing now, Emma. I think it's just about over okay. because there's advertisements in the paper saying, quick, get it while it lasts, so I think it's another cut. But all showerheads that sell in Australia are supposed to have water-saving in them but most of them have that 
what I talked about earlier, you know, the little plastic thing that basically mm-hmm. is, chokes your flow when you turn it on high. So, yeah, yeah. You, you certainly um, summed up my complaints about the water-saving ones right at the start. With the, It's either that needle effect or you just don't get enough yeah. water to get wet. So looking forward to somebody trying this. Sent, somebody sent us, a, uh, on the site, they sent us a uh, video of, of uh, Seinfeld and Kramer. Mm. And, you know, Kramer's saying... The water shower guys are coming. The water shower guys are coming. They're going to change our heads. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? It was really good. <laughs> Kramer was berserk. And he bought a, bought a high-power one out of the back of a truck, which nearly knocked him over. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine yeah. that suits the Kramer image perfectly, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's great, yeah. But, I mean, we're interested in all aspects of water and I mentioned the uh, the calcium thing and, and mm-hmm. uh, many people don't realise that the calcium thing costs them a lot of money. We've got a wonderful little thing, also made in Australia, a wonderful little little thing that we've got on our, our water supply at home. If, you lo- if you've got calcium in your water, you guys in Melbourne aren't bad. Mm. Melbourne's pretty We're clean. lucky. We're uh, really lucky. You are. You are. In fact, the funny thing about Melbourne water, it actually gets quite acid at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've measured Melbourne water at my sister's place in Hawthorne down around you know, six, which is quite amazing. Mm-hmm. But if you have calcium in your water, you're going to have... It, it's good for our hydrangeas, though. <laughs> it is good for hydrangeas, it's true, yeah. But you get, your dishwashers are going to clog up, yeah. your hot water server is going to wear out, your shower screen is going to always be um, uh, have that film on it we were talking about yeah. earlier. Yeah. Your pipes are going to have accreted calcium in them. So we have a, a, a little thing that also uses the same, not, burn, not um, uh, the Venturi effect, but the Schauberger effect of turbulation which changes the calcium and and we actually have systems that go in the whole house and that's a wonderful system it costs about 500 bucks and most people put in when they build but it does everything in the whole house as far as your, your uh, calcium reduction and it sweetens the water as well so mm. yeah as you can see i'm a water maniac <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. and and i do want to come back to you you mentioned passing the hydrogen rich water filter but oh, just yes, just yeah. um before we get to that finishing yeah. off on your e-shower you did mention the cost savings and they sounded quite impressive how do you get to that sort of figure if you have a look on the uh kickstarter site richard's put up his excel spreadsheet calculator got in gallons and litres mm-hmm. and you just put in your electricity rate and you put in your number of people using a shower and you know length of shower and it'll calculate it for you okay oh, yeah nice. so it's assuming yeah. electrical hot water electrical yes, water system agreed yeah. agreed yeah. yeah if you're using gas you've got to put it you've got to take a pump but you know with it you can separate out your your uh, water cost and your electricity cost and and whilst the water cost right across america is good for us water costs are going up over 40 mm. percent this year and electricity costs we don't need to talk about what's going on in australia <laughs> uh, but People don't realise that heating water is, and this is why the electricity companies, you know, sell the off-peak because mm. they know that heating water is is a major drag or major component of your total electricity bill. Oh, it's it's very heavy stuff to heat, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got solar on the house at home, and I know now that I won't have so many days where the booster comes on at full tariff, mm. right? Because I'm yeah. just not using that much hot water. Yeah. So that's another benefit, even though you're not in the city. And gas prices are going up too, so oh, yeah. that's another yeah. thing. Yeah, we're it, all doomed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. But, uh, Ian, you mentioned before the um, advantages of adding a filter. Is that practical in retrospect, or does it sort of have to be built into the wall? When No, no. It, you know, if, if you take that example we talked about before, where you've got your e-shower on the end of your, your mm-hmm. uh, you know, adjustable arm, 
the filters are designed so that you just take your adjustable arm off, your filter attaches to your outlet on your wall, mm. and they're, they're strong, you know, they're made out of steel, yep. and then the arm goes on that. So it, it sits out from the wall a few inches. Okay. Uh, if you've got a hand show, you've got one that can go in line in the hose as well. And you just uh, periodically... No, no, they're quite practical. And, and periodically unscrew that and empty it out or whatever change yes, it yes what you can do with it you've got a you've got a filter inside and say every three or six months you'll pull it out and you'll turn it round so any gunk that's been collected will get flushed out and then about every 12 months for a family of four you'll change the, the uh, filter itself which is about 70 bucks okay. so you know the, the difference it's quite funny like Joanna, our bookkeeper, here, she said, you've turned me into a water snob. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I don't, I don't lie. I, I say, oh, you've got awful water. <laughs> um, we're in our last few minutes, but can you tell us about the, sure. the hydrogen-rich water filter that you mentioned in passing before? Sure, sure. When is it? 15 years, 16 years ago now, a good friend brought round an electronic water ionizer from Korea, and uh, Cassie, my wife, had, drank, had a drink of water from her. She said, wow. You know, that was incredible. We didn't know why it was incredible. It just tasted incredible. And they were called water alkalizers too. And so the theory was that the alkaline water is good for you. And, and you, in those days, you never saw that in the health food shops, etc. But now it's alkaline, alkaline, alkaline. Mm. And we sold those for around about 12 years. And they were, you know, they're expensive. That was the problem. The filtration was okay. It was just ordinary carbon filtration. But we still had amazing effects and uh, people with serious diseases were coming all the time asking for it etc etc and we didn't know why people were having such health effects with it we thought it was the alkaline water or the ionizing or you know the negative ions etc etc or a bit woo woo i did a study of alkaline water sources all over the world and there's no doubt that alkaline water is better for you than acid water there's a um, there's a study in finland of 100,000 death certificates and they correlated what the people died of and how old they were and where they lived because Finland has both soft and hard water and they found the hard water was better for them. So in my mind, alkaline water is, is very good. But some of the stories we got, particularly of sort of recovery from all sorts of pain and inflammation conditions, I never saw any of that in the studies on alkaline water. Anyway, three years ago, we decided we we're going to make our own non-electric water ionizer and we we're going to put really good filtration into it way beyond the electronic ones. And the reason we did that was we knew that most people couldn't afford the two or three thousand dollars it cost for the uh, electronic ones we also knew that they didn't last that long so we went to america we we found ready the guy we talked about recently and between him and us, we created the UltraStream. We just said to him, give us the best filtration in the world because America is the place of the best filtration. He did that. We found a media that alkalizes, and we said, yeah, that's great, you know, we put in. Well, next thing to have the wonders of the World Wide Web, we found a young guy in Boise, Idaho, called Tyler LeBaron. He's a biochemist, and he'd bought one of these $4,000 ionizers, taken to his professors at the uh, university, and they laughed at him. They said, no, no, that's just bunk what you told me. You told us about microclusting and alkalizing rubbish. So he got really angry, he came out, and being a determined young guy, he started studying. He found that in Japan, the Japanese were saying it was hydrogen in the water. It was not this ionizing or negative warp or uh, alkalizing. It's the hydrogen. Mm -hmm. And they already had a whole faculty at the University of Nagoya uh, studying it. And they had done, at that stage, there's only two years ago, there's about 150 studies, scientific studies, on the effects of molecular hydrogen in water. And the effects were like almost any um, medical condition you could think of. And that was from 2007, was the very first study ever from Japan published in the West. So Tyler decided that he'd get a hold of a 
hydrogen testing equipment test his $4,000 water ionizer and he found it produced 0.3 parts per million. He thought, well, okay. I sent him one of ours over because I wanted to know and he, we found it ours producing almost four times as much. Mm-hmm. Now, from the research, we found that the more hydrogen you can ingest at one time, it's a bit like aspirin. If you have one aspirin, nothing much happens, but if you have two, all sorts of things happen. So we were way ahead and we weren't... Uh, asking people $4,000 for it or asking uh, $600 for it. So now we're selling that all over the world. A bit embarrassing because we didn't know how good it was, the thing that we invented. And the hydrogen is created by a slow-release magnesium in the water. So we filter it, and then the filtered water comes up to this layer of magnesium, which then reacts with the water to, to infuse the hydrogen into the water. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's a fantastic explanation. Oh, thanks. Uh, I've done it a few times. It sounds like you have. But you've run us out of time, though. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful to talk to you guys. Oh, it's I, fascinating. I have fond memories of 3CR, as we were discussing before, yeah. many, many That's years right, ago. That's right, you did. Well, thank you very much, Ian. It has been a fascinating time. And on that note, we'd like to wrap up the show and thank you for joining us to explain the eShower and wish you all the success with it. Yeah, look for Elkaway or eShower on Kickstart. Thank you very much. Thanks, Have a lovely day. Thank Thanks, you. Ian. You too. And if you want to listen to this show or any of the others we have done, then you can go to the www.bze.org.au slash media slash radio and you'll find them there. You can also find us on Twitter at BZE Tech Show. Thanks for listening and we hope we'll be back again next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.